Section three of On Benefits. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Schampf. On Benefits by Seneca. Translated by Aubrey Stewart. Book two, chapters one to eight. One let us consider most excellent liberalis what still remains of the earlier part of the subject in what way a benefit should be bestowed i think that i can point out the shortest way to this let us give in the way in which we ourselves should like to receive above all we should give willingly quickly and without hesitation a benefit commands no gratitude if it has hung for a long time in the hands of the giver if he seems unwilling to part with it and gives it as though he were being robbed of it even though some delay should intervene let us by all means in our power strive not to seem to have been in two minds about giving it at all to hesitate is the next thing to refusing to give and destroys all claim to gratitude for just as the sweetest part of a benefit is the kindly feeling of the giver it follows that one who has by his very delay prove that he gives unwillingly must be regarded not as having given anything but as having been unable to keep it from an importunate suitor indeed many men are made generous by want of firmness the most acceptable benefits are those which are waiting for us to take them which are easy to be received and offer themselves to us so that the only delay is caused by the modesty of the receiver the best thing of all is to anticipate a person's wishes the next to follow them the former is the better course to be beforehand with our friends by giving them what they want before they ask us for it for the value of a gift is much enhanced by sparing an honest man the misery of asking for it with confusion and blushes he who gets what he asked for does not get it for nothing for indeed as our austere ancestors thought nothing is so dear as that which is bought by prayers men would be much more modest in their petitions to heaven if these had to be made publicly so that even when addressing the gods before whom we can with all honour bend our knees we prefer to pray silently and within ourselves two it is unpleasant burdensome and covers one with shame to have to say give me you should spare your friends and those whom you wish to make your friends from having to do this however quick he may be a man gives too late who gives what he has been asked for we ought therefore to divine every man's wishes and when we have discovered them to set him free from the hard necessity of asking you may be sure that a benefit which comes unasked will be delightful and will not be forgotten if we do not succeed in anticipating our friends let us at any rate cut them short when they ask us for anything so that we may appear to be reminded of what we meant to do rather than to have been asked to do it let us assent at once and by our promptness make it appear that we meant to do so even before we were solicited as in dealing with sick persons much depends upon when food is given and plain water given at the right moment sometimes acts as a remedy so a benefit however slight and commonplace it may be 
if it be promptly given without losing a moment of time gains enormously in importance and wins our gratitude more than a far more valuable present given after long waiting and deliberation one who gives so readily must needs give with good will he therefore gives cheerfully and shows his disposition in his countenance three many who bestow immense benefits spoil them by their silence or slowness of speech which gives them an air of moroseness as they say yes with a face which seems to say no how much better it is to join kind words to kind actions and to enhance the value of our gifts by a civil and gracious commendation of them to cure your friend of being slow to ask a favour of you you may join to your gift the familiar rebuke i am angry with you for not having long ago let me know what you wanted for having asked for it so formally or for having made interest with a third party i congratulate myself that you have been pleased to make trial of me hereafter if you want anything ask for it as your right however for this time i pardon your want of manners by so doing you will cause him to value your friendship more highly than that whatever it may have been which he came to ask of you the goodness and kindness of a benefactor never appears so great as when on leaving him one says i have to-day gained much i am more pleased at finding him so kind than if i obtained many times more of this of which i was speaking by some other means i can never make any adequate return to this man for his goodness four many however there are who by harsh words and contemptuous manner make their very kindness odious for by speaking and acting disdainfully they make us sorry that they have granted our requests various delays also take place after we have obtained a promise and nothing is more heartbreaking than to be forced to beg for the very thing which you already have been promised benefits ought to be bestowed at once but from some persons it is easier to obtain the promise of them than to get them one man has to be asked to remind our benefactor of his purpose another to bring it into effect and thus a single present is worn away in passing through many hands until hardly any gratitude is left for the original promiser since whoever we are forced to solicit after the giving of the promise receives some of the gratitude which we owe the giver take care therefore if you wish your gifts to be esteemed that they reach those to whom they are promised entire and as the saying is without any deduction let no one intercept them or delay them for no one can take any share of the gratitude due for your gifts without robbing you of it five nothing is more bitter than long uncertainty some can bear to have their hopes extinguished better than to have them deferred yet many men are led by an unworthy vanity into this fault of putting off the accomplishment of their promises merely in order to swell the crowd of their suitors like the ministers of royalty who delight in prolonging the display of their own arrogance hardly thinking themselves possessed of power unless they let each man see for a long time how powerful they are they do nothing promptly or at one sitting they are indeed swift to do mischief but slow to do good be sure that the comic poet speaks the most absolute truth in the verses know you not this if you your gifts delay you take thereby my gratitude away 
and the following lines the expression of virtuous pain a high-spirited man's misery what thou doest do quickly and nothing in the world is worth this trouble i had rather you refused it to me now when the mind begins through weariness to hate the promised benefit or while it is wavering in expectation of it how can it feel grateful for it as the most refined cruelty is that which prolongs the torture while to kill the victim at once is a kind of mercy since the extremity of torture brings its own end with it the interval is the worst part of the execution so the shorter time a benefit hangs in the balance the more grateful it is to the receiver it is possible to look forward with anxious disquietude even to good things and seeing that most benefits consist in a release from some form of misery a man destroys the value of the benefit which he confers if he has the power to relieve us and yet allows us to suffer or to lack pleasure longer than we need kindness always eager to do good and one who acts by love naturally acts at once he who does us good but does it tardily with long delays does not do so from the heart thus he loses two most important things time and the proof of his good will to us for a lingering consent is but a form of denial six the manner in which things are said or done by liberalis forms a very important part of every transaction we gain much by quickness and lose much by slowness just as in darts the strength of the iron head remains the same but there is an immeasurable difference between the blow of one hurled with the full swing of the arm and one which merely drops from the hand and the same sword either grazes or pierces according as the blow is delivered so in like manner that which is given is the same but the manner in which it is given makes the difference how sweet how precious is a gift when he who gives does not permit himself to be thanked and when while he gives he forgets that he has given to reproach a man at the very moment that you are doing him a service is sheer madness it is to mix insult with your favours we ought not to make our benefits burdensome or to add any bitterness to them even if there be some subject upon which you wish to warn your friend choose some other time for doing so seven fabius verucosus used to compare a benefit bestowed by a harsh man in an offensive manner to a gritty loaf of bread which a hungry man is obliged to receive but which is painful to eat when marius nepos of the praetorian guard asked tiberius caesar for help to pay his debts tiberius asked him for a list of his creditors this is calling a meeting of creditors not paying debts when the list was made out tiberius wrote to nepos telling him that he had ordered the money to be paid and adding some offensive reproaches the result of this was that nepos owed no debts yet received no kindness tiberius indeed relieved him from his creditors but laid him under no obligation tiberius however had some design in doing so i imagine he did not wish more of his friends to come to him with the same request his mode of proceeding was perhaps successful in restraining men's extravagant desires by shame but he who wishes to confirm benefits must follow quite a different path in all ways 
you should make your benefit as acceptable as possible by presenting it in the most attractive form but the method of tiberius is not to confer benefits but to reproach eight moreover if incidentally i should say what i think of this part of the subject i do not consider that it is becoming even to an emperor to give merely in order to cover a man with shame and yet we are told tiberius did not even by this means attain his object for after this a good many persons were found to make the same request he ordered all of them to explain the reasons for their indebtedness before the senate and when they did so granted them certain definite sums of money this is not an act of generosity but a reprimand you may call it a subsidy or an imperial contribution it is not a benefit for the receiver cannot think of it without shame i was summoned before a judge and had to be tried at bar before i obtained what i asked for end of section three